Hi, 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 Rick. How are you? Good morning, Yevgeny. How are you? I am fine. I am fine. Uh, but, uh, Rick, I, I know that uh, this year uh, will be very important for the United States because we will have elections in the United States and uh, the main candidates uh, uh, will be uh, as a... As, as usual, from the um, uh, Republican Party and Democratic Party. Uh, so, and but I don't know uh, exactly what's the difference between these parties. Maybe you can explain me and uh, and other English learners. Okay. Sure, not not a problem, Yevgeny. Um, Look, the, the two parties are historical parties, okay? Huh? It's not so simple. I mean, the simple answer is um, Republicans are very strong for the private sector, very strong on defense, um, more attuned to um, uh, conservative uh, social values, uh, fr more, fr more friendly to religion, more friendly to the small towns. Uh, to the small entrepreneurs. The Democrats, on the other hand, their party always claims to be for the lower classes, the underclasses, uh, more social justice. Uh, they are aligned with the large labor unions. Um, they always uh, are weaker on defense or don't like to go to war. Um, uh, they prefer to not go to war than to go to war. Those are the, the general outlines of the two parties. Yeah. Now, the truth of the matter is a little different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> truth is always, um, as we say in English, truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but what has happened, these are historical parties. The, the modern Democratic Party started in about 1820 with uh, Andrew Jackson. He's a famous American president. He was the seventh president of the United States. He was the first president to be really elected by ordinary people. Uh, we can have a separate uh, podcast, but uh, the American president is elected uh, in 50 distinct elections, 50 plus one. And these really are elected by the um, electors. And up until 1820, uh, the legislatures of the states chose the electors to elect the president. So people were, didn't vote. Okay, But by 1820, about half the states allowed people to vote. And then whoever wins those votes in the states gets the electors in the state. And so 1820 was the, Jackson ran in 1824, he lost very narrowly, and then in 1828 he came back and he won. And in eight, by 1828, that's already 28 plus, you know, uh, 11, that's almost uh, 40 years after the, after the republic became a federation, we had our first president that was generally elected by most of the voters. Now, the voters in those days were limited to white male property owners. Mm. Over time, that became white males. Yeah. And then it became every, then after the Civil War, it became everybody. Mm -hmm. And then it became females after 1920 at the federal level. Yeah. And then we had the civil rights because a lot of blacks were disenfranchised. They had the right to vote, but they weren't able to for various reasons in certain parts of the country, usually the South. Okay, so that, that's a whole different story. So that's the origin. The Democratic Party uh, started with Jackson, uh, and that was the party of the little guy against the big interests. 
Okay, he was a, he was a, a guy for a great deal of freedom. He didn't trust banks. He we had a central bank called the uh, the uh, second bank of the United States. He absolutely hated it. He destroyed it. He closed it down. He said these central banks are just to help rich people and screw everybody else. Well, pardon the expression to take advantage of everybody else. And so he closed down the central bank in the 1830s. And he he believed in hard money, and hard money meant gold and silver. Didn't like paper money because yeah. he figured you have paper money, the government can inflate it, right? Yeah, yeah. When you have silver and gold, unless they're nicking the coins, which they used to do in the Roman times, they can't cheat too much. Mm -hmm. So he was for the little guy, for the small entrepreneur, hated large companies, yeah. and that was the origin of the Democratic Party. Now, mm -hmm. on the other hand, mm -hmm. the Democratic Party was very much for didn't like federal rules very much. They they were for the states, mm -hmm. and the Democratic Party was very strongly entrenched in the South because the South had slavery, and the South thought that that was their right to have slavery, and they didn't give a damn about what the other states thought. Now remember, every state in the Union, I'm talking about in the beginning, okay? We started with the 13 states. They all had slavery, even in New York City. But by 1800, they got rid of it. Their consciences got the better of them. They said slavery's wrong. So they got rid of it in the North, and it remained in the South, and that was the cause of the Civil War. So we have this Democratic Party, which starts with Jackson for the little guy. It becomes a big defender of slavery. And then Lincoln comes to power, and the new Republican Party emerges in, the 18, in 1856. There was another political party in America that was very strong called the Whig Party. It's like the Paruja, you know, a Whig. And this came from England. And this party was for big, larger government, you know, federal initiative. Lincoln had been a Whig. But that party broke up because of slavery. The northern Whigs were against it. The southern Whigs were for it. And that party blew up. And so a new party emerged in the 1850s, which incorporated the northern Whigs and incorporated those people in the south, not many, who and the Democrats in the north who didn't like the pro-slavery position of the Democratic Party, and they became Republicans. So the Republican Party uh, was the dominant party in the United States from 1861, when Lincoln became president, until 1933, when Franklin Roosevelt became president. Now, it became the party, the governing party, and so it became the party of all the movers and shakers and the powerful. Now, from 1933, because of the Great Depression, it was moved out, and it didn't come back into the White House for 20 years. But it, And it lost its positions in Congress and wasn't able to come back into the majority until 1946 into Congress. Now, today, so what has happened is you have large areas that geographically became attached to the parties. And up until the last 10 to 15 years, each party had a conservative wing. Yeah. Each party had a centrist wing and a liberal wing. Ah, interesting. Now, and the Democratic Party... They became the party up until the 60s, late 60s. They were the party in the South, 100 percent, Yeah, because the Democrats had made a deal uh, to uh, with the Southerners that they would keep the discriminatory discrimination discriminatory laws against the African Americans in place. Uh -huh. And of course, that changed in the 60s. Yeah. And once those those things changed, the Democratic Party in the North, along with Republicans, changed those laws. There was no reason for the Southerners. Uh, to be in the Democratic Party because they're socially conservative. Yeah. So the Southerners moved to the Republican Party in the 70s and the 80s. So we had a shift 
in everything. So, predominantly, the Democratic Party is a party of the big cities. Yeah. It's a party of uh, most intellectuals, university professors. Uh-huh. It's the party of government employees. Yeah. It's the party of the organized labor. Now, remember, organized labor only takes into, into account 6% of the uh, workers in the private sector. Ah, only. Only 6%. Now, it, uh-huh. it, overall, of all employees, it's about 16 but that's because government employees were allowed in the last 20, 30 years to join, have unions. Uh-huh. They were never allowed to because they have civil service protection. Uh-huh. But that's the lifeblood of the union is the public sector because the private sector workers aren't interested very much. Outside of the automobile industry, they're just not interested because you work for a bank, you work for a big company like Microsoft, you don't want to be in a union, you want to make money. And the private sector uh, in the dynamic industries like Google and, yeah, yeah. and Microsoft and Facebook, Facebook. All, they are very competitive. They're looking for smart people. Okay. And smart people uh, don't need unions. Uh, smart people who have very high skills don't need the unions mm-hmm. because they, they can bargain and go other places and they leave. So unions aren't very popular. So Democrats have that. They also are the party of... Um, non-traditional social movements. They're the party of the gays. Yeah. Uh, they're going to be the party of African Americans. And strangely enough, most Jewish people who are very well off are Democrats. Yeah, uh, not all, but most. most. Uh, about 70-80%, except for Israelis. Israeli immigrants are solidly Republican. Huh. And that's because of their experience uh, with uh, yeah, yeah. living in Israel. So that's that one basis. Uh, people, The Republican Party is very strong in the south, uh-huh. in the west, in the mountain states. Yeah, um, it's uh, mixed in the west. It's very strong in um, the uh, Midwest and in some of the Midwest states. So yeah. Democrats have the eastern seaboard down to uh, Virginia, yeah. and then it gets mixed. They've lost the entire south. Uh-huh. <laughs> they have some people here and there. But as as a rule, they don't have the South at all. They don't have the Southwest. Uh, like they have fifty fifty in New Mexico. They've lost Arizona. Fifty fifty Nevada, Colorado, those places. But generally, they lose all those mountain states. Florida, so, that might be, yeah. Florida, uh, it's Florida. They usually lose at the federal level, but they is mixed. Uh-huh. But it's predominantly Republican. So that's what you have up now. The Republican Party doesn't have much of a liberal wing anymore. It has a few senators from Maine, which are liberal. Uh, one senator from Massachusetts who has Ted Kennedy's spot who's liberal. Yeah. And that's about it. Uh, and then, of course, the Democrats only have a few conservatives. They have a, a senator from Florida and a senator from Louisiana. Yeah. So you have a few of those, but those are historical things. Uh-huh. But basically, the Democratic Party is more like a social Democrats in Europe. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the Republican Party is more like a conservative, a conservative or a liberal conservative party. Uh-huh. And so that's that's where it stands. And the country is set up where 40% of Americans identify themselves as conservatives. Yeah. 20% identify themselves as liberals. We never use the word social democrat. Mm-hmm. You can't use the word socialist in America and get elected to anything. Mm-hmm. It's a bad word. Mm. So if you are a European, I'm not talking about communist, so yeah. communist is worse than a bad word. It is yeah, something yeah. you can't even say. I'm talking about somebody who's a, like Hollande in France yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or Gordon Brown in England. Yeah. 
Yeah. Those are socialists, social democrats. We don't use that word in America. They call themselves liberals uh-huh. or progressives. They're about 20%. Uh-huh. So you've got, and then you have the rest are moderates. Uh-huh. Um, as far as p- uh, party affiliation, uh-huh. it's about 35 and 35 for each party. Yeah. And then you've got 30% that are independent voters. Yeah. So we're coming up to our time. So the election will come down to the independent voters uh-huh. in about 10 states. We call, we have certain states which are going to vote Republican. Yeah. And certain states are going to vote Democratic. New York will always vote Democratic. Yeah. Al- almost always. Uh-huh. Texas uh-huh. is going to vote Republican no matter what happens. Yeah. So there, and there's a lot of states like that already. There's about 10 to 15 states that can go either way. Mm-hmm. States like Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. states like Wisconsin, mm-hmm. states like um, Ohio. Ohio, exactly. Very important state. Mm-hmm. That is where the concentration for the election will be. Mm-hmm. And it'll, they will concentrate on the independent voter. Mm-hmm. So it's a minority in a minority of states where the action, these are like, they call battle, it's like a battle in a war. Uh-huh. This is the battle. This is the battle of the bulge. This is the Ardennes forest. Uh-huh. And that's where the action will take place. I'm from California. Oh, yeah. And I have to vote in California by absentee ballot. Uh-huh. So I'm a Republican. I'm going to vote for Romney. But my vote is useless because Obama's going to win California. Because that's the demographics. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I will vote. My wife will vote. But the vote won't matter because he's going to win the state. Yeah. Other people, I have liberal friends who live in Texas. They're screwed. Their, their votes are useless because overwhelming majority of people will vote for um, Romney. Okay, I think our time is up. I think we took too long. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe about the, about the election we can uh, speak uh, next time, okay? We- next time. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Uh-huh.